Thought Bubble Audio. Look, up in the sky! You will never find the more wretched hive of scum and villainy. Welcome to Beer with Geeks with Tim and Frank. Who are you? I'm Batman. I am Iron Man. Your friendly neighborhood Spider-Man. Hi, Christopher. I'm Nero. My name is Inigo Montoya. You're a wizard, Harry. A couple of guys with a couple of beers and a whole lot of pop culture nostalgia. Make it so, number one. Ladies and gentlemen, the Beatles. Name the dog in the ant. Life finds a way. I am serious. And don't call me Shirley. Now sit back and crack open a cold one. Because it's time for Beer with Geeks. It comes in paints? Shaken, not stirred. Great Scott! I was way off. I knew it started with an S, though. Hi, and welcome to Beer with Geeks, where two geeks geek out with beer. I'm Tim, and with me, as always, is my man whose job is just rambling. It's Frank. How are you today? <laughs> Beach. Beach. I am Kenoff. How are you, Tim? I am doing well. I thank you so much. <laughs> I am doing well. Uh Frank, we are here um to talk to each other, but first before we talk to each other about things and stuff as we do on Beer with Geeks, what are you drinking today? Well, my friend, I am drinking one of my summer favorites, the Switchback Ale. A great Switchback choice. Ale from the Switchback Switchback Brewing Company of Burlington, Vermont. Excellent choice. Switchback is so good. It felt when I was at your house a couple of weeks ago, it felt scandalous not having a switchback. Like I knew they were there, but <laughs> it was like a, it's like a weird thing where like, I probably should have had one because I was there. Like they were right there, <laughs> but I didn't have a signature beer of Frank's. House. Right. Exactly. And I didn't have any. Um, I am drinking uh, one of my what favorites. I know the Von Trapp Brewing Company's Pilsner Bohemian style lager. By the family that inspired the sound of music, a little. Hey, those are both. We're both drinking Vermont beers. Hey, good for us. That's because Vermont is a superior state to many states in America. Just saying, I don't live it's, there. I have no true. stock in Vermont. It's just it's a great true, state. Though. Yeah, and I don't live there. I'm several states, a eh, couple states away. Not several. I I also do not live uh, in New Hampshire and in, in Vermont. I live in New Hampshire. Uh, uh, so while we are neighbors, I do not live particularly close to Vermont. No, pretty much the uh, and very yeah. opposite side of the state. Yes, very much so. Um, very much, very much so. Uh, but uh, but I also think that Vermont is uh, is a superior state to many others. So does a national poll I saw. So what are the some of the best states to live in? Top ten: uh, New Hampshire and Vermont were uh, in that list, I believe. Nice. But Vermont was like top three or four. I was going to say, think. I think Vermont might be number one in some lists. Yeah, it's pr- uh, I'm pretty sure Iowa was number one on this list. Like, uh, it did, I like, have heard amazing things about Iowa. Yeah, I, I had a friend uh, a few years back who, who she had family uh, in Iowa and every single summer she went to visit them like since she was a little kid mm. and and just like ra- she looked forward to her Iowa trip all year mm. like she raved about Iowa. So I, I, I am not Iowa at all. a try. Right. Oh, yes. Yeah. Um, I, I think it, it, the the list was like education, economy, um, like and a bunch of other stuff that like make up like, you know, crime rate or whatever, like all the stuff that makes up good places to live in. Mm-hmm. Iowa came out on top, you know, median average, I guess. So um, whatever. Good, good for, for Iowa. That. Good for Iowa. Um, Frank, we, you and I, we both saw Barbie. What did you think of Barbie? Actually, I haven't really talked to you about Barbie. What we haven't think? talked about Barbie. Yeah, uh, I really liked it. 
I really liked it. I think Greta Gerwig is a great filmmaker. And I really, really liked it. What did you like? What do you think? Same. I have yet to see a Greta Gerwig film that I dislike. Um, mm-hmm. And actually, well, I'm going to backtrack on that for a second. I have yet to see a Greta Gerwig film that I don't absolutely adore. Like, I'm going to mm-hmm. step it up. Mm-hmm. Like, and, uh, you know, she's just marvelous. And so was Barbie. I just had a great time from start to finish. Like, from the opening narration, which I didn't even really expect, like, you know, Helen Mirren to, like, Oh, by the way, I'm also in here, you know, yeah. like, and, uh, I just, uh, I just loved it. I thought, I thought it was like populist feminist satire, but it did not talk down to anybody. It like, it, like it, the turning towards the camera and winking was yeah, yeah. like part of the movie instead of it feeling preachy. And I thought that was mm. like really like it was really good. So at, at like the forefront of it, to me, it felt like like a banger comedy, and then yeah. like and then also gave you some food for thought. Like and it was what yeah, it was really wonderful. I I thought everybody like clearly had fun making it, and therefore it was like a joyful project. Yeah, to, to agreed. Watch. Agreed on on all of those points. I also give Mattel a lot of credit for it. Is it was sort of a uh, for sort of a a a calculated risk and a and a, like a risk for their brand and uh it paid off like it could have been uh they poked fun at themselves quite a bit uh oh yeah at, for at, sure at Mattel mm-hmm. as a company quite a bit um and um and it was it was well done you know it was sort of like poking fun at themselves um and and winking to the camera like you said and and you know uh, a more conservative company might have been sort of like worried about but poking too much fun at themselves and, and making themselves the butt of a joke. But I thought, I thought that it was like sort of, you know, I've worked in situations where like the everyone talking as a committee would talk ourselves out of something like that. And, uh, and I was like impressed with how they, uh, they approached it. I think that it, it they're better served. They were better served in poking fun at themselves because I think I saw, I think it was Greta Gerwig or Margot Robbie said like, if we don't say it in the movie, other people will say it for us. Right. That's like, that was really their big selling point to Mattel that like, it like it has to be part of like the commentary has to be there. Otherwise nothing matters. None of it. Yeah. None of it matters. That conversation is going to happen either way. So you might as well be in it. Instead of just being talked about. Right. You You might as well be even not just in it, but leading it. Like, you know, recognize, you know, like owning up to obviously everybody who worked like, they didn't create Barbie or the image sure. of Barbie, the people who work there now. So, but it's good to recognize where your company was, has been, what it made, and then moving forward. And it was just, it was great. And obviously, I didn't grow up playing Barbie. Like, I didn't have, my sister had Barbies, but that's mm-hmm. about as close, as close as I ever got. But uh, it didn't stop me from appreciate, like, just even knowing how much of Barbie was in my brain that mm. I didn't even realize you know, I thought that was, and how much I, how much they made you care about, um, it's almost in a lot of ways like the Lego movie, right? It like, it made you yes. very much care about this mass produced product that, yeah, yeah. you know, and so, uh, it was good. I, I just, I just really enjoyed it. Um, but this movie made over a billion dollars in a very short amount of time. It's really what I very want to talk short. about. Like, why is that, Frank? Why why did this strike a chord? Apart from it being a good movie, I've seen a lot of good movies that do not make a billion dollars. So why is this one different? I think it's a combination of things, as as these things usually are. 
I think it's appealing to uh, an audience that was very eager for this kind of a movie. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, uh, an audience that was going to uh, rally and come out in numbers to, to see this movie. Um, and I think it was really good marketing around the movie as well as the memes. Sure. The memes definitely helped for sure. The, the, the Barbenheimer memes definitely helped. It's kind of funny that Warner brothers put this on the same weekend as Oppenheimer with supposedly with the intent of, of, uh, well, Oppenheimer a, is a universal movie. It's not a Warner brothers movie. I understand. Oh, well, I thought uh, but, you were saying that they when, put their two movies out at the same time. No, but but when uh, when uh, Nolan decided to go with Universal for mm-hmm. Oppenheimer after years of of working with Warner Brothers, my understanding is that they put Barbie on the same weekend to, to crush him. Um, and instead, uh, I think both of these movies sort of help each other. Oh, absolutely. Like, I mean, like it. The very idea of like which one are you going to see? Like the, I mean, there are movies that come out opposite of each other all the time that nobody ends mm-hmm. up caring about. Like, right. the, like in that, like Dark Knight came out the same weekend as Mamma Mia. Like, yes, I had you yes, know, I, like, someone just mentioned that. Yes, like that's a, what a great dichotomy. There's something for everybody at the movies. Totally, like, totally, and, yeah. and so, um, but what I found, what I find interesting about those two is that like. Like Mamma Mia or Dark Knight or whatever, like, yes, they're drastically different and people can choose what they want, but people wanted to go see both. Both, which is even though they are so different. You know, I think the same audience wanted to, a lot of the same audience wanted to see yes. both. Not the whole, not everybody, but, um, but that is what was more intriguing to me than, um, just them being opposites. It was like, it, it like really hit on, like, I'm very tired of what has been out there bef- previously. How refreshing is this IP? People calling it an original movie. Like, it's Barbie. Like, it's original it's, yeah, story. Right. Sure. But it's still based yeah, on yeah, a pre-existing It's product. still IP. Yeah. Right. And then and then a biography, which is like real life IP, right? You know? Like, sure. He was like a real person. <laughs> um, so um, so what I, I just like, for weeks and weeks and weeks and weeks, there's been like, well, this movie didn't make as much as they thought. This movie didn't make as much as they thought. This movie didn't make as much as they thought. And sure. here along comes fairly low budget Barbie and fairly low budget Oppenheimer. And they just like take the world, both of them. Well, like have our movie chase taste changing. Is this like the, is this the, 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 the superhero is going the way of the Western. Is this what we're, we're looking at here? I think that will, I mean, I'm sure that will happen eventually. Sure. The superhero will go to the way of the Western. Um, I don't know if we're there yet. I think it's a sign of like the beginning of a shift. But um, I, I think that studios will, if you can rely on anything, Tim, it's that studios will take the wrong lesson from things. No, absolutely. <laughs> and I think that uh, this is, you know, I, we already know there's there are some more Mattel movies in the pipeline. Um, and I think this I didn't is really, I didn't know that. There's a Hot Wheels one on the way. There's there's a couple more that are in development. Hmm. Um, so they are they're already they've already been planning. I don't know if you could call it a, a you know a Mattel cinematic universe, but they're planning on on cashing in on a few of their IPs. Maybe less like Marvel and more like the the Disney theme park ride uh, inspired films, right? Sure. 
yeah, well, pirates not related to each other, but it's whatever. Yeah, they're all exactly. little subgenre of like our it's theme the, parks a little subgenre. Yeah. yeah. So, so they're 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 already planning a few of those, and I think that they will lean even harder into that. Um, you know, I'm sure I'm sure they're tempted to do to do a Barbie too if that's not already a lock. Um, I'm sure I'm sure they're tempted, but Greta Gerwig ha- her, said like she's like I'm dry, like I don't have any ideas. Like yeah, the, I told the story I want to tell the end, and truly, if they do take the right lesson away, is that this movie is great on its own. Nothing else needs to be said. Yeah, quite literally nothing. I I, I feel that way. I hope I hope that they don't they don't go for a, a sequel or like midge the movie or can the movie or whatever. Yeah, but um, that would be the very wrong lesson to take away. It, it would be. It would be. Um, but, uh, so, so yeah, I think that that's, yeah, there will be more, more IP movies that are not superheroes in the next few years. I think that's for, I think we can pretty much count on that to happen, but, um, I don't think it's the, you know, that the headlines sort of overstate, I think how much like, oh, the superhero movie is dead now because of Barbenheimer. Sure. Of course. Um, I'm like, I don't, I don't think so. No. I don't think so. I think that the the last few that we got were, you know. Shazam and Ant-Man and like, you know, the uh, Black Adam, like that all sort of didn't really perform to the same, to, to the expectations necessarily. I don't, I don't know if that's a sign that like the, the genre is over um, as much as it like those were sort of second string character like you know they're not the premier characters Correct. yeah because like just last even year Flash is not really the premier character no he's not though. and even yeah. like just last year the batman scored huge mm-hmm. right so like yeah yeah and the taste doesn't change that fast like to yeah. flip it over think yeah like i think looking at like you said the marketing on barbie was amazing and even yeah. even oppenheimer's um marketing was excellent Yes, you both, know, because both were great. Yeah, well, Nolan is a he's a product unto himself, you know, mm-hmm. from Christopher Nolan. Yes. And people are like, cool, I'll be I'm there. In. Not tenant, right? Okay, cool, I'll be there. Yeah. Right. You know? <laughs> yes. Yeah, right. So um I think that that goes a lot that goes a long way in of itself, right? But they both created in their own they both created like a a special and unique way to see the movie. Right. You know, Barbie was the um, it's fun. with It's do it with your friends. Everybody, you know, dress up in your pink stuff and whatever. Yeah. Else. And, yeah. And it just like caught on and people did it and, and whatever else. But Oppenheimer was like, Christopher Nolan wants you to see this in IMAX and 77 millimeter. There are only 30 theaters in the world. Go. Yeah. Go. Like, <laughs> you know, and like people did it like. And Tim lives five minutes away. from. I America. do. It was great. It was awesome. And it was packed. I saw it at like a two o'clock on a Tuesday. Of course it was packed. Yeah. It was packed. Like, you, I mean, I know why I can do this. Like, you know. It's summer. It's, the it's su- summer. Like, yeah. every day is someone's vacation day in the summer. That's true. And what I found interesting about actually going to uh, Oppenheimer, Oppenheimer in the summer in that theater is like both people on either side of me were there by themselves. Like, oh, they yeah. were also by themselves. Well, the someone cut two over for me like one guy next to me on my left also by by himself and then there was this like high school couple and then over there there was this this woman about my age and she like she said to the person next to her when she was finding her seat she's like no it's just this one i'm by my i came by myself like mm-hmm. so like that was like that movie was enough of a draw for people people to be like i don't need you i'm going myself i need yeah, to see this yeah. i don't need somebody else to see it with me 
Um, and that's something that like it, big explosions or whatever are just not enough to get people to see it in a theater anymore. Cause that used to be yeah. the draw, right? The special effects are so amazing that like you can't help, but see this on the big screen. I watched avatar on my screen at home. It was just okay. Still mm. like, because like, yeah, I was watching. I was like, wow. Yeah. That water looks really real. <laughs> Story's still boring. Like, yeah, just yeah, like yeah. the first one. Like it's just okay. Like, Barbie was less preachy than Avatar. Like, Yikes. <laughs> yeah. Like, did you why have you seen it? No. No. It, like, it's just it's, like I actually oh. do uh I was thinking I might try to watch it on my on my um MetaQuest headset uh, oh, because it's in 3D and I can actually watch it in 3D on that. Mm. Um Do that. Let me know. Yeah. Yeah. I just uh yeah, like that wasn't enough of a theater event even though people a lot of people saw it. It wasn't enough yeah. of a theater yeah. event from like for everyone for me. to be like yeah for yeah. me to be like i have to go see this but like i wanted to be part of the cultural conversation with barbie yeah even oppenheimer and like more because like that one was like I, filmmakers generally see things like they are made for you to see it on the big screen not mm-hmm. this very specific aspect yes. ratio that only exists in 30 places in the entire world mm-hmm. yeah Mm-hmm. that intrigues me and boy was it worth it like it was really worth you know driving and parking the 15 minutes to get there yeah. <laughs> um so i i think that helped in her obviously barbie's box office was better than oppenheimer's but yes oppenheimer only had a budget of a hundred million dollars mm-hmm. like which is pitlands for mm-hmm. uh like a, a tent pole movie Right. You know, mm-hmm. especially when like the flash had 200 million plus next to that. But yeah, obviously different types of movies, you know, that require different types of things. And of course, else. of but, course. But yeah, it's just uh, I don't know. I just um, I guess this is this might be this might be terribly awful to ask on beer with geeks of all things. But are you tired of superhero movies, superhero Ooh. products? Uh, no, no, I, it would take a lot for me to be tired of superhero product. Mm. Um, but I do think we're probably due for a, maybe a K, a, a, a reduction contraction in the superhero, mm-hmm. uh, overabundance that we've had for the last few years. Mm-hmm. Um, I think we, we may be hitting the, uh, the comic book collapse of the early mid 90s uh sure. in mm-hmm. in superhero movie terms where um maybe we have too much of a good thing right now and so then you start to have more quantity than quality at a certain point um you know like not that any of the like the movies i just mentioned a couple minutes ago all of them were were most of them were were good or, or pretty good or like you know, a few when years you, ago would have been when the you best back, movie of, of when the you, year. When you backtracked a few, like that statement a little bit, like all to to a few, whatever. Which movie in your brain was like, oh, some of, most of them were pretty good. Which movie was like not pretty good in the mm, in that lineup? Flash. It was, oh, <laughs> um, it was Black Adam. It was Black Adam for me. That was the one. Uh, that, yeah, yeah. That was I the mean, one take that your pick. It. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it. Um, yeah, I mean, the most of them were like. 
you know, medium to, to quite good um, out of out of the last couple of years of uh, of them. And uh, but a few years ago, they would have been the best movie of the year. Right. Mm-hmm. Like it would have been like everyone is is on the edge of their seats for Shazam Fury of the Gods. Like, you know, it, it would have, a few years ago, that might have been the case. Um, but um, but I think there's, a, there's maybe not total superhero fatigue, but there's some wear in, you know, it's a, it's a little bit of a worn in category now um uh it, it, we were all familiar with the contours of it and like you like you said like the the big battle to watch insert city here get destroyed at the end of the movie maybe isn't the draw to come to theater that used to be sure um and uh especially when a lot of them are shot like on the volume or whatever because it was the pandemic when they were shot right um so i think that that fewer of the fewer really good ones is probably a good Okay, like maybe if each do you put out like one or two a year instead of the three or four they were putting out a couple of years ago. Yeah, I know. Um, well, I know that was a thing from that was the thing when Bob Iger retook control of Disney. He said, yeah. "Just too much happening. You got to yes. you got to pull back." I think he's right, and, and he was talking. I think a lot about the, the Disney Plus series mm-hmm. too. Of like, we've got too many of these. Like, there's too much. You're you're watering down a little bit where there's so much Marvel that like a Marvel movie or or tv show launch is not the event it used to be because it's like oh another month another marvel right um and and he even said that like we're overworking the people that are working i'm sure he was talking about kevin feige more than anybody you know (laughs) in his team of producers but like they're overworked therefore the quality of their work is not as good as it was yeah Yeah. and 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 let's be honest about it with bob he probably wants to be able to lay some people off Sure, absolutely. Um, of course yeah. he does. Yeah, well, I saw it so, was it Zazl- I think it was Zaslov's comments where he said like the SAG after strike was like that we saved a hundred million dollars with them striking. And mm-hmm. I'm like, for a company that's like in the red, for mm-hmm. like he's like, mm-hmm. ooh, yeah, it keeps striking. Yeah, I don't have products. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I don't have exactly, money to yeah. make new products right now anyway. So go yeah. ahead. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, um, why? Yeah. So so yeah, I think that's. Uh, I think that it's it's probably. I think he's probably right that it's time to you know slow down with the pace of production of all these things focus on a couple of them per franchise you know and make them make a few really good products instead of lots of product um and and naturally when you do that the quality will slip a little bit um i do have a question so okay so do you think that they're in a space where they can let's say they put out two movies and one show a year, let's say, because it mm-hmm. used to be three movies a year, right? Yeah. Um, and so let's say they do two movies and a show a year. Are they in a space where some of those movies can be B or C characters and they'll still do really well if they if they slow down? Um, or do they have to be their, their quote-unquote A characters? I think it if it's a good enough story and and it's marketed well i don't think the character matters quite as much um i think that it it might matter in the short term like in the, for the next maybe an, another year or two to really pull people in like barbie mm-hmm. like barbie is you know who barbie is sure yeah, Period. that's a, that's a, that's a Spider-Man level character. Everyone yes. knows who that is. It's yes. a Batman level character or whatever. Exactly. Right? But exactly. You, they didn't start by making a movie about Alan. 
Yes, <laughs> exactly. Which is a crime because Alan was hmm. um, Alan. There's yeah. only one Alan, and he's still very confused Alan. about why that is. He's very confused. <laughs> he was the perfect casting for this. Is so good. Uh, note to self: Don't cast Marco Robbie if you want to make this point. That um, I <laughs> lost it. I lost great. it. Like I'm ugly. Nope, yeah. the producers do not cast Margot Robbie if <laughs> we're trying to make this point. <laughs> very good. Uh, very, very good. Goodness. Uh, which, you know, for insight into my own mind, right before that line happened in Barbie, she was crying. And I thought to myself, like, she's even gorgeous when she's crying. Like, look at her. And then, like, and then she's like, I'm ugly. It was like a, it was like a, like they set up my own brain for the they joke. Really yeah, it was they amazing. really did. Yeah, it was amazing. So good. So good. Uh, and, and as of uh, this week, as we're recording, uh, Greta Gerwig has surpassed Patty Jenkins as the the top box office uh, film directed by a by a woman. That's fantastic! Fantastic, good for her. I mean, no offense to Patty Jenkins, she's also a very talented, very talented mm-hmm. person. But like I said, I've yet to see a Greta Gerwig movie that I have disliked. Mm. You know, she just keeps mm-hmm. knocking them out of the park. She's just very thoughtful, very talented. Um, do you know she's doing the, ne- the two Narnia movies for Netflix? I did hear that, That's which for... is interesting. Yeah, it was very an interesting. interesting choice. Yeah, um, she'll do a good job. I don't. Th- I yeah. don't have any any hesitation in the. But like, uh, like because I've seen the range of style from what you know she does. Because mm-hmm. you know, Lady Bird is not Little Women, is not mm. Barbie, right? And so. That seems to be like part of what she's she's tackling a different genre every time. It seems, you know, mm-hmm. I mean, this is only her third, fourth, third studio film, right? Uh, I don't know about that's a good one. Look up, Frank. That's I think really I think it was Little Women and then Lady Bird and now Barbie. So I, I, I uh, Lady Bird came first. I can tell you that. Okay. Um, that is I know that for sure. Um, let me see, director. Nights and Weekends is her first one. It's on AMC. I don't know who. Um, I do not know who put it out though. Looking, looking, looking. Opening. Um, no, I don't think it was a major studio gross because opening weekend only made twenty nine hundred dollars, and the worldwide gross was fifty four hundred dollars. So, so that's an indie. I'm, so I'm going to say Lady Bird was her first big one. Followed okay. by Little Women, then Barbie. Okay. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. Wow. Wild. Wild. Um, That's a great track record. It is. <laughs> That's a fantastic it is. They're track all record. good. They're all different. She obviously tests, like, you know, she pushes herself between each yeah. each, each film. Um, it's just really, there was really something special. Um, going back to Barbie, um, did you have a favorite segment where you're like, this is, this is absolutely the best thing I've ever, I've ever seen? Uh, get back in the box. Yeah, that was um, that was good. Was 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 really really good. Um, because it's yeah yeah I I the movie is saying something right like with the whole like trying literally trying to put her back in a box. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's it is poking fun at corporate uh, uh corporate uh. Uh, attempts at equality mm-hmm. uh, or, or the appearance of equality. But then it kind of is the thing that it's making fun of too, because it is a piece of corporate media. 
making sure. fun of how corporate, you know, it's, so it's, it's, it's an interesting, like it is the thing that it, it is parodying. Yeah. Um, Lego, the Lego movie is like that too. Yes. Yeah. 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 Um, and everyone is very fond of pointing out that Will Ferrell is in both. Um, I did see a thing where like the, you know, like the, he goes home from his thing with Barbie to discover his son playing with his Legos or whatever. <laughs> nice. Like that's like the, the, the tract of everything. Um, and then there's the buddy, the elf aspect to it also. So like, you just, right. Just, just right. Tree of Will Ferrell. He's definitely not buddy, the elf. I can be that. That's for sure. If that's where oh, that character. You, no, 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 um, no. That's more like buddy, the elf's dad. Right. You know, Elf's great parody, great movie elf. Um, uh, yeah, I lost my train of thought just now. Um, oh, I just, I, I nearly peed my pants when Ken was talking about the patriarchy being about horses. Like yes. that was just <laughs> the greatest thing to me. It just was so clear as as this weird like mixed metaphor, but also like weirdly true and like all. It was just it was awesome. Like it was just, like all of it was <laughs> so good. Truthfully, a spoiler, slight spoilers for Barbie, but like to make Ken the bad guy, the the antagonist of the film, yeah. more than Mattel or anything like that. I thought that was genius. Like, and they yes. like hit it really well. I had no yes. idea. It was such a great turn. But yeah, I just uh, even just the world that they inhabit. I just like yeah. you know Barbie floats to her car because no kid bothers to walk Bobby to the car, <laughs> or you know. Ken wants to stay over, but he doesn't know why. He doesn't you know, know why. Like so, <laughs> stuff like that is is really just really good uh, all the way around. So much of that, like so many good things like that. The 2001 A Space Odyssey opening, mm-hmm. um, just beautiful, like right right off the bat. I love that, that like very, very, from the beginning, Greta Gerwig is telling you like, is telling you like, this is a, like, this is a decent, this is not what you think it's going to be. Correct. <laughs> like, this is not the movie you think it's going to be. Um, and, and I feel like, uh, I could just picture snobby, uh, like, uh, guys getting dragged to this movie who, who thought they were going to hate it. Uh, and then, and then being, f- uh, faced with that and being like, okay, there's some, there's some, there's like some movie cred here, I guess. Like, um, I can I can totally see somebody like not realizing what they're dealing with with Greta, mm-hmm. with Greta Gerwig and nope. thinking like oh the Barbie movie yes really the Barbie movie yes it was my favorite movie of the year until I saw Oppenheimer like ah okay and then it like that got shoved just up a little bit but so that's a really short back. stint favorite movie of the year yeah it was like a couple of days it was couple like, days yeah, barely, yeah. barely a week but uh, I don't know I th- that that the mood could change depending on my mood I don't know it just for Oppenheimer, yeah, yeah. like I walked out and I went, maybe his best movie, like mm. mixed between Dark Knight, Interstellar, and Oppenheimer. But like, okay, yeah, it's just, uh, just really, all well, it was just really well made, really engaging, a really engaging film. But, um, nice. Frank, what a what a what a wonderful talk we've had. Tell the people where they can find us. You can head on over to beerwithgeeks.com. You can check out thoughtbubbleaudio.com for the other shows that are here on our network. If you like hearing Tim talk about movies and cinema, uh, you can check out Academy Rewind, where Tim and Palmer are going through every single Best Picture nominee in Oscars history. Can't believe that Barbie is more than likely going to 
be an Oscar nominee. Like that's for why, sure. Like, they would not have expected that. But no, it, for it sure though. Gonna, At least yeah. production design. It's really yeah. It's yeah. Really good. If nothing else, yeah. Uh, so uh, you can check that out. Uh, Academy Rewind over on thoughtbubbleaudio.com. Uh, and you can support the network at patreon.com slash thoughtbubbleaudio. You can find Pure With Geeks uh, and subscribe to it in whatever podcast app you like, and you can rate and review us there as well. Excellent. Frank, it's a pleasure to talk to you as always. Now get on your horse and head back out into the saloon or whatever. Okay. Patriarchy. Anyway, Frank, great to talk to you. I'll see you later. Cheers. Cheers. Bye, Barbie. <laughs> <laughs>